like, yo, they gonna be at whoop-de-whoop. I need you to go over there and handle that. So when I see Jim, I know that it's about to be a wrap. Come on, Jim. Don't act stupid, you're gonna make it worse. More through. Oh, yes, sir. Come on, Jim, 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 Jim. Yo, look, dude, I'm not trying to be with that, man. I'm not trying to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, 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 yo. Nobody's gonna do nothing to you. This is weird. Dude, we're gonna go down there. Don't touch him, don't touch him. Yo, dude, I was trying to make this seriously. Ass of real. Yo, what I told you? Dude, I, you know, I have nothing but respect for you. You know me, dude. I ain't trying to be that dude. Dude, you, you're making it worse. Go on, come in. Obviously, we're going to call this Kwame Brown versus Gilbert Arenas. Ah, shit. But before we get into that, though, I got to air out a lot of grievances here. Now, I don't call myself necessarily a pro-truth channel. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a nigga that loves sports, a nigga that loves basketball, 
a nigga that like football a little bit. I love rap, hip hop, whatever the case may be. All forms of hip hop, even the melodic hippity dippity shit I joke about. I be talking shit though. I be half joking, half serious when I be doing that. So, my thing is, dog, Jalen Rose, man. Oh, not my boy once again. Golly, Jalen. Why did you backpedal yesterday, sir? I mean, I love you. This Detroit and all that shit, nigga, but why did you backpedal yesterday? Or the other day, I should say, right? Because um, he made some comments talking about King of the Court, Giannis versus KD. Let's see who win King of the Court and all that shit, right? Before the game. After the game, Jalen Rose said, Oh, man, you know, uh, uh, I didn't think too much of the Nets losing, uh, because, uh, the Nets was shorthanded. Nigga say what? Nets shorthanded? You know the Bucks been without Brooke Lopez damn near the whole season? You know Grayson Allen didn't play? You know Pat Connington didn't play? You know Dante DiVincenzo didn't play? Because he fucked him. I told you a couple weeks ago he injured himself during warm-ups. You know Drew Holiday did not play? Drew Holiday having one of the best seasons of his career up until he got hurt. He's shooting a lot better from the field. He actually having a better season than Chris Middleton is right now. <laughs> the Nets was shorthanded. Stop playing, man. Jalen, here's what you should have said. And I'm going to tell you something about the Nets. I'm going to tell you the honest to God truth. The Nets are not... The Nets are overrated without Kyrie Irving. And, and you can tell that Kyrie makes this team better. Kevin Durant was having a good season up until this slump that they have entered against these above 500 teams. And from what I'm hearing, they haven't beat anybody important. Let's look down the next schedule and see if there's anybody important that Brooklyn has beaten. Because let me tell you something. Kyrie gonna be missed. But y'all motherfuckers, all y'all gotta do is win a home game or two. Honestly, bro. You don't want to play a home game seven without Kyrie. You don't want to do that. Kyrie part-time. But let's look down the uh, list and see if they beat anybody with a above 500 record. Let's see. You remember they lost to Chicago. Okay, they beat Philadelphia, 76ers. All right, that's one. They beat the Lakers, that's two. The Sixers beat them. They got them in a revenge game. The fucking, um, let me see. You sure these, these are the games that they need to play? I guess so. Damn. 
They really haven't really played much. Oh, yeah. Dallas is under 500, so they don't count. Yep, they beat the Lakers, the Sixers, and nobody else. They haven't even played anybody. The Nets and the Lakers. See, Adam Silver, I know what you was doing, bro. I know what you was doing. Man, looking at this schedule that I seen, you know what the fuck you was doing. Y'all was trying to get Nets and Lakers in the finals this year. But here's the thing. The Nets have held their end of the bargain by beating all of these penny ante teams. The Lakers didn't hold their end of the bargain. And they're currently, what, six right now? Which is not bad, but they haven't played anybody yet. And it's only going to get worse for the Lakers. But back to Brooklyn, though. Kevin Durant and James Harden played horrible yesterday. And I mean horrible. And, it, and, and, and Steve Nash quit. He pulled his team up. People be calling me a hater about Steve Nash. I think Steve Nash is overrated as a player and as, a, as the worst coach in the NBA right now. I said the same thing about Bootenholes last year, and they won a championship. Ain't that a bitch? That just shows you right there, Giannis has just as much of an impact on his team as Kevin Durant does, if not more. And I love and respect Giannis. I'm not a fan of Giannis, but I respect Giannis to the utmost, to the most high, because he did it for real. Like, he got it out the mud, and he won his championship, and didn't link up with another superstar to do so. This In this Middleton shit, though, as a star or an all-star, in that shit, in that conversation, don't speak to me about Chris Middleton being an all-star. He's a good player. That's all. Nothing more. But last night's game, right? I mean, Bobby Portis, 25 points and 12 rebounds. My goodness. I can't believe that the Bucks cut Boogie Cousins, though. That really blew me away. I'm like, your center is out for the foreseeable future. And you cut Boogie Cousins for what? I understand roster space. Y'all trying to make a trade or something to bring somebody else there. I get it. But I wouldn't have cut Boogie. This niggas that I ain't even heard of that suited up yesterday that could have been cut instead of Boogie Cousins. I'm not going to name them because they're no names. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But look at this. Six niggas in double figures. Giannis had 31. Middleton had 20. Middleton had a great third quarter. I give him his props. Wes Matthews came in. Rodney Hood came in. Big Titty Harden. This is the sorriest superstar in the league. He is the sorriest superstar in the league. James Harden ought to be ashamed of himself. But that doesn't shock me. Not a one bit. That Harden folded under the pressure versus a good team. Harden, his whole career, 
been beaten up on these weak-ass teams. Then when adversity comes and you got to play a good team and you really got to play some ball, that nigga shrank under the pressure. Like some bootleg clothes. But yeah, man, that shit crazy to me. Yo, then, then people will tell me, Kevin Durant had 29-9-7. Well, y'all was getting your ass whooped the whole goddamn game. When he was putting that 29 up. He was getting their ass whooped already. It was down 20. But James Harden, always folding. Always folding in the big games. 16 points, that's not enough. Anybody talking about, well, Harden don't have to average 29 and 28. Well, in this game, he needed 29 and 28, bitch. Fuck is you talking about? How the fuck are you a top 10 player and can't score 20 fucking points? I don't give a fuck if it was against the Bucks. Drew Holiday wasn't even out there. Who was checking James Harden last night? Jordan Narara? I mean, Wes Matthews is a good defensive player. But this is James Harden we talking about. This Mr. 50 points. This is the greatest scorer ever. The greatest one-on-one -on -one player ever. Get the fuck out my face with that dumb shit. Niggas just say stupid, dumb, fuck, fuck shit, man. ain't enough. Both of y'all niggas got to score 30. Especially if Kyrie not playing. Somebody got to pick up the slack. Ain't no way Nick Claxton's supposed to have two points less than James Harden. Ain't no fucking way. I kept telling y'all this nigga is overweight. He's Professor Klump and Luka Doncic is Chris Farley. Fat boys. <laughs> Fat boys. saying bro you you need um you need like a, uh i don't know what's up with james Harden, man this shit really irritates the fuck out of me dog because this nigga is highly regarded and highly talked about but get on the court and do mid shit harden playing like chris middleton 
Harden playing like a top 50 player instead of a top 10 player. I expect way more than 16 points. You can't do 25, 10, and 10? And Jalen Rose want to make excuses for this team. They're shorthanded. Don't want to hear it. So is Milwaukee. They was missing the same amount of players. Brooklyn, Brooklyn missing what? Okay, who they miss? Right? They missing just Joe Harris. They missing Joe Harris. Blake Griffin didn't play. But Blake Griffin don't make no difference. Paul Millsap, I don't know where he been. That's three guys. <clears throat> That's three guys to the five, six niggas on Milwaukee. That was missing. That's not good, bro. That's not good, bro. Brooklyn looking like some frauds without Kyrie. And that's a damn shame that James Harden and Kevin Durant need a help, need help from a third superstar. And they have gotten so comfortable with this shit. That's what bothers me. Kevin Durant earlier this season was winning games without Harden. And when Harden come back, when Kevin Durant's gone, Harden only had really one good game, and that was against the Lakers. But I knew he was going to bust the Lakers' ass. Nobody on the Lakers could check James Harden. But still, Brooklyn, get your shit together. Because Chicago now on the number one seed. I, didn't, I knew Chicago was going to be a, a contender. And possibly could make the Eastern Conference Finals. But like I said, my goal for the Bulls was, all right, y'all big shit, right? Beat, beat KD, Harden, and Kyrie. Or beat the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. That's my goal. That's the goal here. But anyway, right? Brooklyn Nets. I don't know, man. Without Kyrie, these niggas don't look like they're going to win the championship to me. Looking like fool's gold to me. Especially if y'all going to get beat by these teams that are supposed to be like under you, basically. Now, Los Angeles Lakers are on a four-game winning streak. Now, I know they do have an easy schedule, but the LeBron at center has been working. But, however, I don't think that shit going to work for long. Now, it's kind of funny that they doing this shit without Anthony Davis. It's kind of funny to me. Let's move on to Kwame and Gilbert. Now, me personally, I actually enjoyed it. At first, I wasn't feeling this shit.
wasn't feeling Kwame yell, uh, yelling and over-talking Gilbert Arenas. Because some dude called Mr. Skinny or something. I never watched the nigga. I just seen that Kwame and Gilbert had that conversation that Kwame was looking for. It seemed like Kwame was trying to get Gilbert to own up to shit that he's done in the past. I I earned a new respect for Gilbert Arenas because he, he don't cap. He don't lie. Now, his basketball opinion is trash. I have to tell you that. That basketball opinion is horrible. However, despite that, Arenas, I liked what he was saying. But what I didn't like was just like the over-talking in the beginning, but I understood why Kwame was doing that. I understood why Kwame Brown started doing that. We'll get to that, right? So he talked about the Javaris Critton gun situation. He owned up to his role in it. Gilbert Arenas basically was pulling Javaris Crittenton's whole card. He like, all right, you gonna shoot me, nigga. Here's the guns, do it, nigga. You know, Kwame was, you know, calling him stupid, calling him this, calling him... He's just doing a bunch of name calling. I don't know. I mean, but then later as I started to watch this, I got a moment of clarity. This is Gilbert Arenas and Kwame Brown's relationship. But um, Gilbert Arenas even admitted, like, to getting him dubbed, to getting his almost getting his chain stashed before Kwame and his brother came over and whooped the dude's ass. Gilbert Arenas admitted, like, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I can't fight. Despite me being 6'3", 225, I'm not going to fight nobody. You going to fight somebody for me. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of like that. He was honest. Because he was, uh, you know, I guess he was wearing this chain and all that. But all the all, Gilbert Arenas went and admitted to all his faults. But I think that the reason why Kwame was like over talking him and doing this shit, he likes getting under Gilbert Arenas' skin. It's like two, uh, it's like a toxic friendship to me between two people who. I just feel like Kwame likes roasting people 24-7, 365 and doesn't let off the gas. And I think Gilbert Arenas, Gilbert Arenas admires Kwame Brown. He respects Kwame Brown. He got love for Kwame Brown because of the things that he did for him. And he never and he and he gave Kwame credit for everything that he wanted. And he apologized to him. But it just seems like Kwame was like just trolling. Because he kept asking the same questions, 
intentionally intentionally over talking him. I don't know why Gilbert was raising his voice. You know your homeboy. Y'all supposed to be cool and shit. You know your mans. I don't even know why Gilbert was raising his voice though. That was unnecessary too. Unless it requires you to raise your voice. <laughs> but it was entertaining and it was good to see that Gilbert waved the right flag. He apologized. I don't know on Kwame's end whether it's squashed or not. We'll see in the coming days though. But it was an interesting and fun com uh, it was an interesting conversation though. It's an hour long. It's on Forgotten Kings TV and Mr. Skinny's podcast. But I didn't like Mr. Skinny at all. I didn't like the co- the, the host of the uh, podcast. I didn't like I ain't like him. Cause he was way too Kwame biased and pro pro Kwame. He was pro Kwame and that one-sidedness was whack. If you're going to laugh at Kwame's jokes, laugh at Gilbert's shit too. And see both sides of the equation. You were supposed to be the, the bridge between Kwame and Gilbert Arenas. And yo ass over there laughing and, and fucking uh, busting jokes on Gilbert Arenas and not busting jokes on Kwame. That's the, that was a, the, another thing I didn't like about that shit. All in all, Gilbert Arenas ain't no street nigga. And he admits to not being a street nigga. He's one of those guys that's like, why should I have to fight or swing? I, I'm, I'm, I'm worth $100 million. But you know Kwame attacked him for not having his own platform and getting white paychecks and all that other shit. What Kwame Brown needs to realize is everybody doesn't have that independent mindset. Every black man especially doesn't have that independent mindset because a lot of them were manipulated when they were young that this is the route that you take to success. But it's up to you, the individual, to choose which route you want to take in life. And Kwame Brown needs to understand that about Gilbert and a lot of these other people. Everybody isn't necessarily wrong for getting paid by a corporation or company, especially if that's what they're good at. Now, me personally, I'm in between things. You know what I'm saying? I go with what works for me at the time. That that, that was the only thing that the only gripe that I really had with Kwame is Gilbert Arenas doesn't have your mindset. Y'all are two different people. But Gilbert Gilbert shouldn't be less of a man for how he carries himself. Honestly, I think Gilbert Arenas has matured a lot. And Kwame Brown seems like that guy that's still stuck in the early 2000s. You know, he's still holding grudges against people. that did him wrong 20 years ago as an individual that's let almost all of his grudges go 
it's time to let go and grow. But other than that, this is King Known Uncensored, Kwame Brown versus Gilbert Arenas, and I'm out.